0: Hello, my name is Lelani Van Aysen and this podcast is created to discuss the use of a video in a teaching situation. This podcast was created on the 25th of February 2021 for ICT and hosted by Two Oceans Graduate Institute. This podcast is divided into four sections. I'm part of group F, and I will be covering lighting in the venue. The other members in the group are Matthew Bartlett from Gordon's Bay, and he will be explaining how and when to use a video in the classroom. Pietrus van Heijsie from Riverdale, and he will discuss the space and size of the screen in relation to the area and last but not least is Christo de Jager from St. John and he will talk about the screen, sound, speed, etc. Lighting is one of the most important elements to consider when you are creating any type of video. For the purpose of this podcast, I will talk about what type of lighting to consider when you are creating a video for educational purposes and why it is important. If you have bad lighting in your video and you are playing it to learners in the classroom, they will struggle to see you. The learners will automatically not focus on what you are saying and teaching in the video, but rather on the quality of the video. They will most likely start and not pay attention. This will defeat the purpose of your video. When you start planning your video, think of yourself sitting in a circle with the camera at six o'clock facing you and you in the middle. Now the lighting needs to be placed. There are three types of lights. The first light you need is called the key light. The key light must be the brightest and must be placed at 4 o'clock. This light will cast the most direct light on you. Next you will need a fill light. The fill light must be placed at 8 o'clock and will eliminate most of the shadows caused by the key light. The full light must also have half of the strength that the key light provides to prevent you from being overexposed and making it difficult to see you. Lastly, you need the backlight. The backlight is placed between 1 and 2 o'clock. This will make your video look more inviting and it will separate you from the background so that the focus remains on you and not the surroundings which can be distracting. A few important notes to remember no lights must be visible in the video. If you can create a video with lots of natural lighting, do so. It is still the best lighting option. Do not overexpose or underexpose yourself. This will make it hard to see you clearly in the video. The three light point system is wonderful and will help you become more successful in creating educational videos. In the classroom, you first need to select an appropriate device for your video presentation. For example, a projector, a large screen television, or individual devices if they are available. If you select a projector, you will need to keep the lighting in your class low, but not so low that the learners can't see and make notes. If you select a large screen television, make sure that there is no glare and that every learner in the class can see the set clearly. The best option would be individual devices. However, this is a very expensive option but will not be affected by the lightning in the clouds. Thank you.
1: Good day. My name is Christa de Jorge and I'm from Centurion in Pretoria. In this podcast, I'm going to talk about topic number two, the space size in which a video is shown in the classroom. In this difficult time with the COVID pandemic, Teachers are using more videos in the classroom because of all the rules and regulations of the COVID-19 virus. In my personal experience at school, learners often tend to have more interest when teachers are using videos because it fits in the lifestyle of children in modern days. But when you are using videos, It is very important to take the space and size of the video in consideration when using a video in a classroom. When using videos, the video must be shown on a clear whiteboard or on a white screen. This is to make sure the picture is clear to all the learners in your class. When you have a small class where there is not a lot of learners, you can make the video small enough for the children to see the picture clearly but when you have a big class where there is a lot of learners your video must be displayed as big as you can on the whiteboard to make sure all the learners can see the work that is shown on the video. Children also lose concentration very quickly. That is why it's important for the space around the board to be clean so that there is no distractions for the learners. Videos in the classroom can have a very good influence on children because when they do not understand the work in the classroom, they can go home and have a look at the video again just to make sure they understand the work that is being discussed.
2: My name is Peter or Pietres van Heistien and I live in Riversdale. I will be speaking on topic 4, the screen of a video. I will be speaking on the different elements and how it should be used effectively when creating a video to teach. Firstly, the screen of the video should be big and visible for students or learners. Learners, especially learners at a teen level, struggle most of the time to concentrate on a lot of things at the same time. That is why it is important not to show too much objects and or images and at the same time, because it can distract learners from the real important information. information. If you use... Images and objects in your video make sure it is applicable to the information given in the video and these objects or images enhance learning or retention of memory. The sound of the video must be clear, so when creating a video make sure that the microphone or device that is being used to create the video is working correctly. The next element which is important is the speed of the video. The most important thing is that the video is not too fast and that learners can, f- can follow the information given. The speed must also not be slow, that so slow that learners would be bored with the video. If you are not creating your own video, make sure that you choose a correct video to show to show and that it is applicable and suitable on the work that is being done in the specific chapter. Thank you.
3: My name is Matthew Bartlett, I live in Gordons Bay. I will be speaking on point four, using a video in your classroom for teaching, referring to Garnier's nine events of instruction. A brief description of Gagne's nine events of instruction, according to Kajoi, Rostami, and Ishak, 2011, page 116 to 119, adapted to suit this task. 1. Gaining the class's attention. 2. Informing the learners of the objectives of the lesson. 3. Stimulating the recollection of learning required for the lesson, i.e. what is in the, what was learnt in the previous lesson. 4. Presenting the new material that will provide for a new stimulus. 5. Provide guidance during or for the learning process. 6. Allow for the opportunity for the learners to demonstrate understanding. 7. Provide learners with feedback regarding their performance in the previous step. 8. Assess the learner's performance. 9. Enhance the retention of new information as well as its transfer to new or other problems. This model, according to Sir 2014, page 1 to 16, is based on the idea that when an individual engages in learning nine internal processes take place that help or allow the individual to learn. The nine instructional steps provide a framework for supporting or facilitating this process. Therefore, based on Gagne's nine events of instruction, I would use a video in my classroom for teaching in step four to present the new material. The reason for this is that according to Solanke, 2014, page one to 16, ensuring interactivity in your learning process can enhance the learning process. Solanke, 2014, page one to 16, Use the combination of Microsoft PowerPoint and Adobe as the tool for their instructional multimedia module as the content can be made interactive. I would use Microsoft PowerPoint for most of steps 1 to 3 and then use video in step 4. According to Kajoy et al. 2011, page 116 to 119, PowerPoint slides can be used to provide a stimulus for step 1. Also, according to Kajoy et al., 2011, page 116 to 119, a variety of multimedia can be used in step 4. Content should be presented in an organized, explanatory and demonstrative manner. I would therefore ensure that the content being presented in the video presents knowledgeable information in an organized, explanatory and demonstrative manner. I would also ensure that the video is not too long and that the information presented is comprehensible. Lastly, I would ensure that the lighting in the class is dimmed or off, so that the screen can be seen clearly and that the sound is loud enough. This will prevent learners from being on their phones and encourage them to keep quiet. Thank you.